to Exodus 33. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say this with me. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Again, for the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Say it again, together now. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's awesome. That, you know, forever is a long time. I mean, that's forever. <laughs> it's never going to run out. And you don't have to wait to heaven to get it. I mean, like, it's his mercy. His goodness, his hesed. Thank you, Lord. His loving kindness. He just wants to pour it out on you. That's his MO. <laughs> You're his children. You are his beloved. Yes. <laughs> I like that word, beloved. It just washes over you, doesn't it? Beloved. Woo. Come on now. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of you know who Moses is? <laughs> so now, even Moses, you know, he needed to know that God was with him. He said to God, this was after he had been up on the mountain, got the Ten Commandments, came down and found the people all with their golden cow and everything and dancing and carrying on and being foolish. And so he got foolish too, and he slapped the Ten Commandments down on the ground, broke them all. So that means he had to go again. <laughs> he had to go again. But anyway, when he went and he, and, and he said to God, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, this is verse 13 in 33, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I might know thee, that I might find grace in thy sight and consider this nation is thy people. He needed some confirmation. Do you ever need confirmation that God is with you? Huh? When you're feeling kind of dry and things are not, I mean, things weren't going too good for him, right? <laughs> you know, he, three million people are there, you know, being rebellious and carrying on. And, and the one that God assigned Aaron, I mean, he's leading the pack, right? His brother. He felt kind of, all alone, except for Joshua was with him. <laughs> Joshua was with him. And he said, and he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Whoa, those were good words. Those words washed over him. You know what that's there he said to you. He can say that to you today. My presence, read it with me. Is it up there? My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. He says, I will give thee rest. Sometimes we have the labor to enter into his rest. I mean, that says so in Hebrew. And, and you know, even when, you know, the Israelites were going through the wilderness, they never mixed his word with what? With what? Faith. See, you always have to have faith as, as the thing that's connected to God. Because God is a God of faith. He created everything. He created you. He created the earth. He created the universe. Speaking words out by, uh, within faith. 
And we have the faith of God in us. Right? And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Now they had just come through the Red Sea. <laughs> I mean, God just performed the biggest miracle probably ever, ever. <laughs> right? Parting of the Red Sea. And still, you know, this, is, this was the end result. So miracles, sometimes miracles and signs and wonders and that, you know, really don't pull people in. They might for a moment, but then after it wears off, you know, I mean, you might get up here and get a, a you know, a, a healing. And, and, you know, and you go home and a couple of days later, the symptoms start coming back. Or maybe they never left. <laughs> And you're wondering and you're, and you're, you know, wavering about the word of God. Am I really healed by the stripes of Jesus? I mean, that was 2,000 years ago. What's that got to do with me today? And now instead of getting better, I'm getting worse. You know, these are things that come into your mind, right? And so Moses, you know, saw all this going on and, oh. Man, <laughs> for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that in thou goest, in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and the people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? wanted to know that they were, you know, that, that these were God's people. These are the ones that he's chosen. He's the ones that called them out. Because it didn't look like it. <laughs> didn't look like it, did it? And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. So now, you know, Jesus went to the cross. So we're walking in the grace of God, a dispensation of grace right now, which, I mean, Moses didn't have, I mean, he didn't have too much of the word to go on. I mean, yes, God spoke to him out of a burning bush and, you know, yes, they went across the Red Sea and, you know, the waters parted and all of that. But like, he didn't have like we have today. And so I think that's probably why sometimes in the body of Christ, we become complacent because we look in the natural all the time. We look like what we haven't got, right? Like, you know, do you ever think that, oh, if I had a little more money or if I had a little more of this or a little more of that, I'd be happier? Well, you know, you, you cannot put your happiness in that category. You have to be happy learning how to abase and learning how to abound, like Paul said, you know. Sometimes money can be a trap for you. If, you. if you're looking to that as being your, you know, the money is being the source of your happiness. God, there should be only one source for everything in your life. And what is that? One source. What is it? Come on. Let, it, let the devil hear it. Who's the source? God. Yay. <laughs> Are you speaking spirits or are you dumb? <laughs> I mean, dumb in the sense that you can't speak. <laughs> that is a word. No. I know you're not dumb. I've heard y'all. I've heard y'all. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And, and so, uh, so then, so here's Moses now. In the next verse, what does he say? Come on, say it. Come on. Lord, I beseech thee. Come on, like that. Come on, everybody. Lord, I beseech thee, show me your glory. See, that shows that you're hungry. That shows that you want it. Moses had to ask. Beseech. I mean, beseech is is more than ask. It's a cry coming out of your heart. God, show us your glory. Isn't that what we want? This is what we need. It's not just because we want it. If you want to survive, if you want to survive, I'm talking about survival. I mean, this is like life and death. I don't know. I know we're not looking at the news and we're not, you know, letting it affect us or anything, but there is stuff going on out there. And there is an evil assignment against us and against the body of Christ. Right? And I know, I mean, has anybody felt it? (laughs) I mean, we try not to get entangled with it and we try not to, you know, because what we have to do is, is build ourselves up, you know, build ourselves up. And there's only one way to do that. Well, a couple of ways. I mean, with the word of God, putting in the word of God, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Staying in his presence. Your presence is heaven to me. I mean, like, you know, it's in that place where you can just live there, abiding, abiding, living under the shadow of the Almighty, saying of the Lord, you're my fortress, my God, my refuge. In you, I will trust. I will trust in you. I mean, you can go throughout the day, and I know sometimes, you know, I mean, we're just going about the day, and we just let ourselves deal with whatever is in front of us. But if you say out loud, God, I trust you, not for any particular thing or anything, just say, God, I trust you. It kind of jerks something on the inside of you, you know? It kind of reminds you who you are, that you are a child of God, right? You know, slap yourself in the face if you have to. I mean, <laughs> look in the mirror. Say, God, I trust you. I trust you. Like Ashton was saying, you know, I mean, I have no idea what was going on in her life today. But, you know, I'm sure all of you have a story. Stuff was going on, right? And so you don't want to be blindsided. You don't want to be blindsided. I mean, Pastor Gary and I have been walking through some dark places in this last few months, but I'm amazed at, at, at God <laughs> carrying us through, you know, like things getting done and moving a house and moving into an apartment. Gary said he would never live in an apartment. So thank you, Gary, for <laughs> coming and living in the apartment. <laughs> but because now he loves it and I love it. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. But God, he's beside me, before me. He's in me. (laughs) Right? Um, Let's just turn to Psalm 63. 
King David, he had some tough times too, you know. If you know anything about him. <laughs> some of it he created himself. But God never left him. He says, and I love this psalm, when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Oh God, thou art my God. See, even that brings it down to up close and personal, right? Eye to eye with God. You know, God is not out there in the cosmos. <laughs> He's in here. He came to live in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. He's a great genius. He'll show you everything that you need to do, you know. Early will I seek thee. My soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Have you ever been in a place where there's no water? Where you're very thirsty and there's nothing to drink? I've been like that on motorcycle rides. <laughs> you know, where, where you're just de desert on both sides of the road and the, the pavement is hot. The air is, there's no place to go to get cool. Even your water that you're carrying with you is now warm after five minutes. If you pour it over you, it's like a hot shower, <laughs> you know. And it's almost like, you know, your thirst can't be quenched. To see your power and your glory so as I have seen you in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Say it. Do it. I will lift up my hands in your name. You know, the lifting of your hands. The lifting of your hands is another thing. Just stop and do that a couple of times during the day. Just lift your hands and say, praise you, God. I love you, Lord. Thank you, God. A couple of times during the day takes three seconds. <laughs> and I'm sure you can find a place if you're embarrassed about putting your hands up in the middle of the supermarket or something. <laughs> but that would be good. <laughs> Stand there, say, praise you, God. I love you, Lord. You're awesome. It would draw people's attention to you, and you might look a little foolish. But you know what? These are the last days. These are the last days. And we were given a commission, right, to go into all the, all the world and preach the gospel. That's preaching the gospel. I don't care if I look foolish anymore. I really don't. <laughs> Hallelujah. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. These are joyful lips. See them? <laughs> what is it with 
at that person. She's always smiling, laughing. Ha ha. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you're doing. If you smile in the middle of when you're feeling down and miserable and sorry for yourself, it will pick you up. Have ever you ever tried it? Have you ever tried it? You're gritting your teeth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> But it's, you know, like, but that's the important time. It's easy to do it when you're happy and everything is great and da, da, da. But when you get the bad news, you'll get some sometime, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not prophesying that over you, but I mean, you know, it's just, it's just life, right? Things come your way when you least expect it sometimes. But if you can, if your first response is, ha, ha, ha. It helps. It really helps. Praise the Lord. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. So like God and his word are one. Right? So it's remembering the word. It's meditating on the word. That's, that's you know, being in, in relationship and fellowship with God over his word. It's his word. He and his word are one. And so when you're meditating in the night watches, wow, think on the good things, not the bad things. In the night watches, usually the devil likes to visit you at the same time, right? And, and remind you of all the things that aren't going good in your life and all of that, you know. So you just say, shut up. I'm going to just praise the Lord. And say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. If he keeps talking to you, just say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And get louder and louder if you have to. Just shut him up. Shut him up. He's a liar anyway. Amen? The father of lies. Hmm. Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty and say of the Lord, you're my refuge, my fortress, my God, in you I will trust. We sang about that tonight. My soul follows hard after thee, and thy right hand upholds me. I always think when I read that, I always think of the moose that flew over our heads <laughs> on our motorcycle. <laughs> God's hand held us, got that moose, spun him around, and flicked him out just like that. I mean, it was just like that. <laughs> the devil had a plan, and it was coming to pass. He was this close. Gary could see the lips of the moose and his funny teeth right here. <laughs> I didn't see a thing. I was head down. I'm, <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I didn't even know what was going on until it was all over. Good thing. I'd probably try to jump off the motorcycle. <laughs> we really would have had an accident. But his right hand upheld us. His right hand upheld us. I don't even think about it anymore. When we're on a motorcycle, I never think about it. I just, you know, we just dispatch the angels, you know, to hold all the animals back, and off we go. 
In our pathways life, there is no death, and our enemies are smitten before our faces. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword, they shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Lots of lies going around out there. <laughs> they shall be stopped. But regardless, I'm just going to rejoice in the Lord. Amen? That's, that's my job. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm called to do. Just rejoice in the Lord. Pray without ceasing and be thankful. Just keep praising God. Just keep praising God. So over in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, makes reference to Moses. I know it's here somewhere. <laughs> and down around, will us say, Verse 13, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face. See, when Moses went up the second time to get the commandments, he was there for 40 days. He, he didn't eat or drink. And, you know, you could say he was fasting, but I think he probably forgot to eat. He was in the presence of God. I thought, wow, that's, that's a good diet, being in the presence of God. <laughs> so you don't have to eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> And so when he came down, he was shining. His face was so shining, they had to put a veil over him so that they could, so that he wasn't, you know, they couldn't look at him because he was so shiny. And, uh, which, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which, which is abolished. So, so that was the glory that was on him. That was the glory. When you spend time in the presence of God, you probably don't notice it yourself, but you're, you, a light comes on you. A light, you can see people who, who spend time in prayer and, and in the word, and, you know, they shine. They shine. So the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day they remained the, the, remains the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. So once you come into the Lord, you come in, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that veil is gone, and so you, you just are in the glory. You're in the glory. But even... Unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. So he's talking about, you know, the, the Hebrew people. Nevertheless, when it, shall, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So once people come into, the, into Jesus Christ, they're in the cleft of the rock, so to speak. Jesus Christ is the rock. And God said to Moses, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. Because he didn't want Moses to see him until he passed by. He had to put his hand over him. Because if he'd seen him, he would have died. So he put his hand on him and walked through him. But then, if you're in the cleft of the rock, you're in Christ. So you, you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So you're in the glory. 
Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in the glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit. I read that verse for many years, and I just lately saw that by the Spirit of the Lord. We change from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. And the glory to glory are situations that you come up against, tribulations that you come up against. And, you know, God... I don't know. It's like, it's like you get more glory. <laughs> you get more glory if you overcome the circumstance. You know what I mean? If you stay in it and you take the right tools, you pray in the spirit, you, you build up your faith by the word of God. And again, building up your faith by the word of God is not just reading the word of God. It's taking that time to get into his presence and get revelation. It's the revelation of the word. It's the rhema word of God. And, and sometimes I think we, we, we move too fast. You know, we get in there, we write, rattle off a few scriptures and, you know, make a few confessions and then that's it. But if you get right into it, you know, um, meditating on it, you know, somebody said to me the other day, we were up at Pastor Bob and Diane's church and um, ordaining some people up there. Michael Gilley got his ordination papers and uh, Jim Swain got his exhorters papers. And, you know, they're in that place right now where, you know, they're, they, can, they, can, they can open themselves up to receive the word of God and, and use it by faith or just you know, just take it at face value. But you have to meditate it and, and get, it, get it in from that place of his presence. You know, get into a place where you can fellowship with him. And those things that you're desiring in your heart, you know, he's like, oh, well, you can have what you say. Well, yes, you can have what you say, but it's have what you know. <laughs> have what you're operating in. Like you have to know the word of God intimately, take it into your into yourself, like you eat broccoli and it turns into blood and flesh, right? <laughs> it's a green piece of broccoli, but it turns into red blood and white flesh or black flesh or whatever kind of flesh you got, brown flesh, yellow flesh, <laughs> whatever color your house is. <laughs> So, so, you know, you, you just have to not be carnally minded, I guess is what I'm trying to say, and, and get to the place where that spiritual experience is there for you, right? Because I know in the word of faith, that's kind of what we were trained to do in the beginning, you know, we had all of our confessions and we made them all every day and we, you know, but did we, were we just making confessions, reciting confessions. You're better to have one confession going that you have a revelation of. 
than trying to get stuff. Like, so, I mean, if you look in your area of your life and you say, well, I've been believing God for an increase in money and whatever, but it seems like everything, you know, is going backwards. But see, there it is. We're in the natural, looking in the natural all the time. Looking at what's going on, looking at the bottom line, I guess. <laughs> Don't look at the bottom line. You know, call it the way you want it, but have a revelation that, that God is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. See, meditate that. That's what you meditate. Thank you, God. You're my source. You're my one. You're my only. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added onto you. Added onto you. But that means being in his presence. Seek first the kingdom of God. That means coming into his presence with praise and worship. I mean, like we did tonight. Oh, that was awesome, praise and worship tonight. I mean, the praise and worship here is awesome. <laughs> you could get up and sing, Mary had a little lamb, and it would be anointed. Well, she did. She had the lamb. <laughs> Jesus was the lamb. But, you know, it's, um, it's kind of like God is, God is waiting for us to come in, come away with him, you know, that song you sing. Um, and, and it has to be that way. Don't hurry. Don't be in a hurry to get out when you're in your prayer time. You know, it's like, oh, okay, 10 minutes. You know, make all your confessions and then, you know, you got 10 minutes to go. I mean, it should be pray without ceasing. You know, we can always be in his presence. I'm, I'm wonderful that we can, if we have the time to step aside and get, you know, go away by ourselves and be in his presence by ourselves. But if you're, if you're restricted to that, then, then you're going to live a lonely life. Because <laughs> you'll have to always be away in, in a corner somewhere, right? But if we can, if we can maintain the presence... Right? What does it say in um, Colossians 1? Let's turn there. Great Electric Power Corporation. James. Okay, so uh, Colossians 1, 24. Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you will fill up that which is behind of the behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. This is Apostle Paul speaking here. Even the mystery which has been hid from the ages, from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you're being, you're being transformed from glory to glory, and so all these situations that come up, you know, for us to overcome, we're going from glory to glory, right? 
You know, if you can, you can, you can laugh your way through a situation as hard as it is, you've overcome. Because the devil only go, can only go by what he sees. See, the devil is confined to the sense realm. And so your reaction to a thing is all he needs to get his way in. If your face is a towel when you get bad news, <laughs> then he knows. You might as well fold up your cards and go home. <laughs> but if you just keep smiling, <laughs> hallelujah. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha, be good too. Anybody need to go ha ha ha? Anybody need to have a good laugh tonight? <laughs> I haven't had a good laugh in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> it sure does feel good. I want to get Dana laughing down there, though. <laughs> 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 Woo, Christ in you. The hope of glory. Wow, wow. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. See, we do have a purpose here. You're not just left here to build your own little kingdom, okay? Forget about your kingdom. <laughs> Seek first the kingdom of God, and God will look after your kingdom, all right? But he, okay, let's just, just take a little quick trip over to um, Matthew 10, 7. No, let's go. Matthew 28, sorry. I'm not sorry. I apologize. Matthew 28. See, Jesus was leaving the earth. It was his ascension. It was his time to go back to heaven. He'd been on the earth for three years with the disciples. And he'd already been to the cross, been to hell, <laughs> rose from the dead, and then ascended into heaven. Amen? He went to hell and defeated the devil. He defeated the devil, destroyed the works of the devil. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the evil one. Jesus has destroyed the works of the evil one. When you get born again, he said, I, all power has been given into me from heaven and earth, and now I'm going to give it to you. Whoo! Here, pew! Take it, take it. Take it, take it, take it. You've got all power. Say, I've got all power over all the works of the enemy. Sickness, disease, poverty, lack, everything. Oppression, depression. Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> we got it made. We have got it made. Honestly. So then he said, 
on his way out. Jesus said this, on his way out. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatever, soever, whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Which is what Moses was saying. I need you to go with me. He will go with you. He will prepare people's hearts for you to speak to. You know, I'm sure you've all had the experience. I mean, there's nothing like it, leading somebody to the Lord or praying for somebody. And so anyway, so in in, uh, Mark 16, as he was going. Now, I mean, this is just another version of the same thing, but there was more. We'll take it all. Amen. He that believes and is baptized, 16, Mark 16, 16, 16. He that believes. Okay, now we'll go up back. And he said unto them, go ye to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. To every creature. Now, it's no good trying to talk to people. <laughs> People who are not saved do not understand the things of the Bible. There's no good quoting scripture to them because they think it's all foolishness. You got to get them saved first. Don't get the cart before the horse. So it's all get it, trying to get them saved. You might want to throw out a little, you know, something to get them interested. But be led by the Spirit of God. You know, if God tells you to, then say it. Sometimes, you know, we use that as an excuse. Well, God didn't say anything to me. Well, he did. He said it right here. <laughs> Right? But sometimes, you know, it'll be like you'll feel an anointing. The more you do it, the more you talk to people about Jesus and, you know, about, you know, that they can be saved, they can go to heaven. You know, I mean, that could be a question you could ask them. If you died tomorrow, do you think you would go to heaven? They're going to say yes or no, or I don't know. And if they say yes, well, great. If they say I don't know, well, say you can know. And if they say no, (laughs) well, they don't want it, right? So after he appeared unto eleven, as they sat at meat and upbraided them, going to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, Shall they cast out devils? It's okay to cast out devils. Okay? It's okay. (laughs) Lay hands on people. Whatever happens, happens. (laughs) Pray for them. I've had just praying for somebody, you know, just praying over them as I'm leaving their house. And devils manifest. (laughs) So, I mean, you can't leave them like that, right? You got to cast them out. But, I mean, we've shied away from those things. You know, we have. And so, you know, get bold. Get bold with this. Jesus said, do it. Cast out devils. And they shall speak with new tongues. So the tongues is of the devil. No, no, Jesus said they will speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So anybody who's had to get the the vaccine or anybody wants to get the vaccine, you know, there's a verse to stand on. 
some places you have me and Pastor Shirley had to get it because she works in, she's a first responder, right? They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Right? So if they don't get healed right away, it's the recovering. You lay hands, your job is to lay hands on the sick, not just here, not just here, anybody, unsaved people. You can lay hands. It's a dinner bell to salvation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And then it says, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. See, the Lord will be working with you. So if you're going to go out on a mission, say, Thank you, God, you're working with me. And confirming the word with signs following. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because, you know, I mean, the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. We're the sons of God. They're waiting. They're waiting. And if these are the last days and we're believing God for a big revival, you know, then we got to get busy. We got to get busy. We got to start going out there. You know, pray. But when you go for a walk, Pray in the spirit wherever you go, wherever the soles of your feet go. God said you can have that. You can have that property, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because, you know, we were crucified with Christ. So it's not us who lives. It's Christ who lives in us. So, you know, he's the one. He's the one on the inside of us helping us. You know, when you lay hands on somebody, it's his hand. You're the glove for his hand. You know, picture that, that Jesus is there in you. And, and then just believe. Use your faith, you know, and, and, uh, and do it. And if you don't get a chance to pray for people individually, you know, pick somebody out <laughs> and start praying for them, someone you work with or somebody, your neighbor, or somebody, you know, Lord, just give me an opportunity to, to, to preach the gospel. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.